is the Holy Spirit. Does he speak in tongues? Does he baptize? Is he charismatic? Is he Pentecostal? Is he a person? We started a series about the Holy Spirit the last uh, couple weeks. And we had an amazing feedback. God really spoke to many, many different people, even, even to my family. We had a really a Holy Spirit moment for us as a family. God spoke to us in a clear, fresh way. And that's why I love the topic. The topic is a God who speaks through me. And you can see right now on the blackboard, I will speak actually about speaking in tongues. This is an outstanding and amazing topic, right? For those that have no clue what is speaking in tongues, it's actually a heavenly language. Only a God is able to understand. It's not a Swiss language, it's not a German language, it's not an international language, it's actually a heavenly language. When I travel in Germany, the Germans always saying to me, speaking in tongues is like Swiss German. Nobody understands Swiss German. And you need interpretation. Otherwise, you're really, really, really lost, right? And I believe right now, speaking in tongues, it's an awesome, it's an amazing thing. For those who are able to read or understand Swiss or High German, I wrote a book about the Holy Spirit. Uh, maybe you want to say, I want to go deeper. Uh, please go to the bookstore, grab it, buy it, uh, bring it to your office. It's really an outstanding uh, book. You have all the Bible verses in that book. Usually, I never promote my own books because I don't earn anything. That's why I never promote my books. That means if you earn from the books, the people promote their books all the time. Just kidding. You're so quiet. Is everything is good? Yeah. Good. Then be good. Come on. Okay. Uh, very important uh, when I start, because often people think speaking in tongues is actually just one language. It's not. Uh, I want to draw a very simple illustration. Uh, speaking tongues comes actually from the word speaking. Tongues like speaking, and there are two groups involved. There are people, like you and me, and there is God. And now there are four different speaking in tongues. Sometimes God speaks in tongues in two different ways to you and me, to people, in a heavenly language. And the two uh, speaking in tongues where people speak to God in a heavenly language. Speaking in tongues is actually God speaks to us and sometimes we speak to God. Let's go in the, in the, into the message. Speaking in tongues, God speaking to the people. You see this in Acts chapter 2, verse 4 and 6, actually. This is the first time when the Spirit of God came over people. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. When they heard this sound, a crowd came, a crowd came together in the bewilderment because each of one heard their own language being spoken. God speaks. 
speaks to people through the heavenly language. It's like a way that God wins heart of the people because a lot of people got saved to heard for the very first time the gospel in their language. And that gift hasn't stopped at, at, at all. God speaks all the time in different languages to people. I have a good friend who is in Syria and Iraq and there are a lot of Muslims. They never heard about Christ. And sometimes a guy has the gift of speaking tongues. You speak it out and all of a sudden a person who never heard about God understands the language, the message from God and people receiving Christ. Why I know that? Because in the early years in our church, we have did a lot of street mission. Street mission, it's a lot of fun, I tell you. Because you're on the street and you start to speak with people. But I will never forget in the early years, we, we were on, 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 on the lake and there were a lot of internationals. And there was a lady right beside me and she said, oh, I never had it before, but I'm feeling right now God wants to speak in tongue to that person. And she was shocked, she was nervous because she's a Swiss lady. Swiss people, we are solid. No emotion. You know, it's very important to understand that a little bit. Maybe you figured out already that, you know. And she said, I, I believe God wants to speak to me, to the person. And there was a guy, uh, I think from, from Africa somewhere, and she pointed to him and said, hey, sorry, I, I believe I have a word for you. Are you, are you ready to receive it? And he, he was shocked. Like, yeah. And she started to speak in tongue, and she had no clue what she was talking. And all of a sudden, tears was running down on that guy. And he said, what are you doing? He said, what do you mean? He said, you spoke to me in my language. It's a very unique language. And you spoke about God and salvation. And he got saved immediately. This was one of the first mission streets in our church. And I saw when the speaking in tongues is operated very well, it's like a way that God wins people to his kingdom. That is one way. The second way is speaking in tongues is like prophecy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5, and I will go to a lot of Bible verses right now because I believe this message is very important to stay in the Bible. Otherwise, you will say, yeah, I'm not sure. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues, but I would rather have you prophesy. Then one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues. Unless, it comes the word, unless someone interprets so that the church may be edified. With other words, if you have a word from God in a heavenly language, and as a person who translates that, God is saying, you, you're building up the body of Christ. It sounds for you a little bit very theologically, right? But actually, this happens in my family all the time. We have two boys. The youngest, Simon, Sometimes, when my wife comes and asks, what would you like to eat? He says, he's a teenager. She said, I asked you the question, like this move. And my wife always gets very angry. I always start to laugh because it's a boy. It's actually a game. She never understood it's a game. And then my older son says, mommy, it's simple. He would like to have a warm uh, chocolate. You see here the gifts operated? He speaks in tongues. <laughs> Makes no sense. And he has the interpretation. This is for me always a very cool picture because if somebody speaks in tongues, 
It makes no sense at all. It's like, it's like a heavenly language. Like, what are you talking about? Speak to me. But if you have the gift, you don't know exactly what that person speaks to you. I will never forget, we, we, I mean, as a leadership team, you're going to many, many rough and tough seasons because leading a church is actually leading people. And I will never forget, we had an amazing meeting and we, we, were, we were seeking God, our needs for direction. And there was one guy in, in, in our leadership team and he has never done it before. He said, God wants to speak to you, us. And say, oh, that's cool, come on, yeah, yeah, God, uh, speak to us. But in a very unique way. I said, what, what, what do you mean by that? He said, I believe God wants to lead us and he will use me to speak in tongue. And there is anybody in the room, I don't know who, has the interpretation. I said, yeah, okay, let's try it. And he started to speak in tongue and he started to sweat and sweat and sweat. He was so nervous. And in that moment, I could understand every single word, every single word. And I wrote it down because... Uh, sometimes, year later, when you were recording, um, mentioning certain things, all of, all of a sudden the story gets bigger, right? <laughs> like, I fished, the fish was like this side, and all of a sudden was actually a, a shark. And I wrote it down, everything, because when I hear a prophetic word, I write everything down, even from, for years later. And here was the, the message from God to that guy, and please listen to me, is outstanding, unreal deep. God said to that guy, to us, to the whole leadership team, I love you more than you think. Wow. Have you ever heard something like that? But this is like, whoa. <laughs> I said, okay. Uh, yeah. I know your current situation, but I will remove all the obstacles. You are on the right path. I am with you and I will lead you and guide you in every single moment. This was the word from God to us. It's, right, it's deep, right? I know a lot of people saying to me, what's the point? I mean, for that you can read the Bible. God says, I love you all. Grace of God, forgiveness of God. Why God speaks in tongues, the guy starts to sweat and the message is so simple. It's the same flipping question. Why do you have to tell your wife that she is beautiful? For that, she has a mirror. <laughs> Just think for a moment. That's the thing. I mean, I married my wife 21 years ago. And so often she said, do you love me? I said, honey. 21 years ago, I said, yes, here's the ring. The ring is the thing. I say the same thing all the time. I love you. I still love you. I still love you. If I don't love you, I will let you know. <laughs> you know. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. We need more encouragement than we think. And God's prophetic word to uh, speaking in tongues is actually an uplifting thing. And this is a very, very unique thing. There are two ways how God speaks to us people, encouraging us to the, to the speaking in tongues is actually a heavenly language who makes no sense at all for us human beings. Now let's go a little bit deeper and let's think and study the two ways how a person speaks to God in a foreign language. There are actually two ways, or maybe three. Speaking in tongues is a personal intercession. You, you, it's like a prayer language. 
There are moments in your life you prayed for many, many years, there's no breakthrough, and you have no clue anymore. What should I say? How should I pray? I'm tired. And, and the, the speaking in tongues is actually a, a, a prayer, a prayer language. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2, and I would love to go on that Bible verse on underline three words. For everyone, everyone who speaks in a tongue doesn't not speak to the people, but to God. You speak to God and not to people. Indeed, no one understands them. It's like a mystery. You have no clue what you're talking about, and it's actually from the Spirit. Here are three things the Spirit of God gives you the right word, the right language, a heavenly language, and you speak to God. It's like an uplifting, encouraging word to God in heaven. That's a second Bible verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 14. If I pray in a special sounds, my spirit is doing the praying. My mind doesn't understand. Here is the thing, if you speak in tongues, you don't understand what you're talking about. And it, it, it works very, very simple. I'll tell you a story, um, and that's why I like when the gifts of the Spirit are used in a church, you can be a blessing for the body of Christ. The gift is never for you alone, it's for the body of Christ. We need each other. That's why when people are not going to church, you're missing the body of Christ. You need the benefit that people could bless you. I was um, flying a lot in that, that season, and I'm not afraid about flying. You know, because flying is very simple. My mom said, if you fly, don't worry. The plane comes down all the time. If you are afraid, you will not stay in air. It comes down somehow. That's why I'm not afraid about flying. And, and there was a moment when, when the, the plane took off, and I felt in that moment that the plane will crash. And I never had this feeling before. And it felt so real, and I was afraid. And I had no clue what should I do. And I started speaking in tongues for myself. And after some minutes, the feeling was gone. And every time when I flew back then, I had the same feeling, the plane will crash, and I started speaking in tongues. The same season when I drove the car, I was afraid that another car, they will crash into me and I will die. I started to speak in tongues. The same season when I was, was sleeping, I had dreams that, uh, that the thief comes in and he will kill me. And in the night, I started to speak in tongues. This was a season about three months. Every time the same thing happened. And I had no clue why this happened to me, but all the time, I started speaking in tongues. There was in the worship a guy, and uh, he was brand new in the church, and he came to me and said, God spoke to me during, during the worship time. And that's why I love the church. And he said to me, um, there, is, there are planes, cars, and dreams involved. And I saw that the devil wants to kill you, wants to stop you. You have a tremendous anointing. And he said to me, you are, you are like, like, like a, a captain on a big boat, and you're going to a rough sea. You have pressure from all the sides, but you will make it because you're an amazing captain. And the devil is in the position to kill you. He said to me, um, does it make sense? I said, you have no clue what you're talking about. It was for me like a confirmation. And all of a sudden, I knew what happened back then. And here's the thing. Sometimes you're going to a rough season in your life, and you don't know what's happened. 
And even you are, you are tired of your, your normal words and then the prayer language sets in and you speak to God and God understands every single word in you. The, the Hebrew word for the Holy Spirit, actually in Hebrew and Greek, it's ruach or pneuma. It means wind, breath, like a wind. With other words, when the Holy Spirit breathes in you, it breathes all the worries and all the situations away. And I just have you for you a very simple illustration to make the point clear what ruach and pneuma just literally means. For example, when you are, if you have needs in your life and you're not, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, with Ruach Pneuma, there's only one situation and you feel like crashed or you have pain, one situation is often how people feel like or Fear, you're not filled with Ruach Pneuma, it kills you. Or worries, I like this cool illustration, it's a man thing. If you feel sick, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, this happens all the time. But if the Ruach Pneuma, the Holy Spirit is in you, you start to speak in tongue, God will fill you in the Spirit. You are not empty. And if you're not empty, you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever situation you face in life, how, how hard and hot and, and the pressure is, just watch for a moment. You know what happens? Nothing happens because Ruach Pneuma is in you. I could hold this balloon for one hour. Nothing will happen. You understand what Paul actually is saying? If the Ruach Pneuma is in you, there's another level in you. Come on. And let's go in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 39. And I like that Bible verse because the first part, maybe you say, I heard it many, many times. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, means you, 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 and you. Be eager to prophesy. Be eager to speak the truth into people, how God sees them. And in the same Bible verse goes on, and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Can I have an amen? Because many people grew up in churches, they were forbidden to speak in tongues. If you forbid people to say, speaking in tongues is a demonic thing, you have a problem with that Bible verse. Because forbidden means, don't forbid people speaking in tongues. Paul is actually saying, don't forbid people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Can be the Holy Spirit really negative? No, because it's a force in you and you can overcome all the obstacles in your life. Let's go to the last speaking in tongues. 
You will say thanks to God. It's actually a praise language, a heavenly praise language. You're praising God in heaven. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15. I will sing with my spirit. Shondala Babaruba Lava Shendala Hondala Yama Mazda Ferrari Maserati. You don't understand any word, right? Shandala, she comes in a Honda, Shandala, she comes in a Ferrari. But I will also sing with my understanding. You see both. You can sing in a heavenly language or you can sing in, in a lyric you understand. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. And let's see here's one amazing verse. Anyone who speaks in a tongues edifies themselves. Is something wrong with edifies? Just want to ask you, you know, I just want to underline it very clearly. Is there anything wrong when you speak in tongues, it builds you up? I mean, if there is anything who builds me up, I will take it, right? And people ask me, why should I attend church? It builds up your faith. Why should I worship God? It's always the same song, it builds you up. Why should I read the Bible? It builds you up. Why should I pray in tongues? It builds you up. What's wrong about building up? Is there anybody who says, I am so strong, I don't need any building up anymore? My sex life is amazing, I don't need more. I asked my church this morning, is your sex life so good, you need more? It was quiet. Because I know them, especially the Swiss people. If, if, if there's anything in the Bible who builds me up, take it. It's a benefit. It's a blessing in a language I don't understand, but it does something in me. I asked a very good friend of mine. He's a very amazing Bible teacher. I mean, he, needs, he knows Greeks and Hebrew and everything very well. I asked him, tell me why speaking tongues is so important. Give me some theological reasons. So really theological reasons like, he said to me, it builds you up. I said, that's it? Yeah. It builds you up. Is this not enough for you? You need something more? If something builds you up, what else you need? Then just take it. Use it because it's a blessing for you. I want to ask you, what's wrong about the gift who builds you up. I, I don't see nothing negatives on that. It's just actually a benefit. A lot of people speak about the armor of God, about the helm and, and, and everything, but often we, we miss the point, the last part in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17 to 18. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayers and supplication in the Spirit. Paul is saying you have to speak in tongues. Don't give up. If you take the helmet of salvation, the sword, the Bible, then not stopping speaking in tongues. And if you believe in the armor of God, then speaking in tongues is a part as well. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 15 and 14 and 15. 
There are two words, and I want to underline the two words because I want to make a clear point right now. For I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what should I do? I will pray. I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. Paul is saying, I will pray. The word I will, it's a decision. It's a decision. And it is very important to understand because a lot of people believe you're walking under your shower and the Holy Spirit comes on you. Shandala, Honda, Mazzati, Ferrari, and you start to speak in tongues because you're so overwhelmed, you're out of control. No, I will, it's not out of control. I am under the shower and I am the mood and I will speak in tongues or I will sing the new Song of Ice of Zurich. It's a decision. Speaking in tongues, my friends, it's a decision. I will speak in tongues. Look, here's the thing. If you say, I have the gift of generosity, It will never happen that the bucket goes to the rose and all of a sudden $1,000 jumped out of your pocket goes into the basket. Oh, I am uncontrolled. The Spirit of God came over me. He took away the money and now he's in the church. You say, give me a break. You made a decision. The Spirit of God came over you and said, I will give. And you take the purse. You took out the money and you gave the money, Right? It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. You're not overwhelmed. You're out of control because it's a decision. What a lot of people don't understand, all the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, it's not you get the gift of healing and from now on you can heal. It's like a gift you have to operate. You have to learn to handle, to manage them. If you have the, the gift of knowledge, you know exactly what God is doing in the life. It's not like God gives you the whole picture from the beginning. When I was back on the stage, the first uh, word of knowledge was, here is a couple in the room goes to a rough season. I mean, if you have 3,000 people, you can be sure it will, it will, will work well because it's a no-brainer. I said, God, that's a no-brainer. It's not even deep. How do you start to walk with one step? A little bit shaky, right? And all of a sudden, you are able to run. It's the same with the gifts. You start with one word, love. You go on the stage and say, I don't know, I'm hearing the word love. And for one person, it's the key word for the Sunday. And all of a sudden, God is increasing the gifts and say, here's a person who feels I'm not loved because the father never embraced, uh, hugged him. And the gift starts to grow. You understand what I'm meaning? The gifts are growing when you start to using them. When we have often that the thoughts, the Spirit of God comes and you speak perfectly in the heavenly language. You know how do you learn English? With one word? You say, yes, 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 10 times, yes, yes. And then you know, ah, yes means yes. And then, no, no, this is, yes, no, you have two words. You're increasing your language. It's the same thing with speaking in tongues. In closing, a lot of people, I don't say it's here, they are afraid. If you start speaking in tongues, it could be a demon. 
I was teached in a church. For three years, when a person lays, lays his hands on you, he could give you a demon. And for many years, I was afraid if a person prays for me, for the Holy Spirit, maybe a demon sneaks in, and then I'm a demon Christian. I mean, friends, please, give me a break. Give me a break. And I was afraid for many years because I was in Austria. I will never forget that, that uh, moment. It was a very charismatic church, and the guy said to me, are you speaking tongues? I said, yes, because without tongue, you're not able to speak. Without tongue, you cannot, no, you cannot kiss. You need a tongue for tongue kissing. Just kidding. And I said, yeah, I don't want to have your hand. He said, why not? Maybe through your hand, the demon comes in me. And I said, no, no thanks. And I always said, God, if you want to give me the, the tongues, the heavenly language, then do something in me. But here is the Bible verse for all those people that are afraid. Luke chapter 11, verse 11 to 13. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, he will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how the good, good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? If you ask the Holy Spirit, Father God, for the nine gifts of the Spirit, he will give it to you. It's like a gift, no scorpion, no egg, and not even a demon. It's very important to say it clear. And right now, if you don't speak in tongue, just say, Holy Spirit, here I am. Use me. Give me that kind of a gift. And before I closing the message, you know how I learned speaking in tongues? It's very simple. It's the same thing how I learned walking or the way I learned French or English. It starts with one word. I was in a worship time in, I don't know where, and all of a sudden there was one word, a weird word, a weird word. I mean, if you don't speak English, in the beginning English is weird too. If you don't speak Swiss German, it's weird too. Every language is weird, right? It's not your language. And I had one word, and I started to speak it out. Shalab, shalaba, 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 many times. It's very silly, but it does something in the spirit. And I start to speak that word. My inner spirit was built up. I had peace. I felt strong for the very first time. And right now, I will never enter any stage around the world before not speaking in tongues. Let's be honest. There's so many people in a room. One message, but 1,000 challenges, 1,000 problems, 1,000 stories, <laughs> 1,000 people. How can I met? all the needs and I have even no clue what should I pray that's why I speak in tongues in a heavenly language and I ask God for help I ask God give me the right word and it has changed my preaching style and it changed even my relationship to God it builds me up if you have just one word two words start to speak it out and all of a sudden you're in a flow I close with a message in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 5 here is Paul saying, I would like 
every one of you speak in tongues. And I would love to close the whole series with that Bible verse. If there's anything I would love for you guys is that you speak in tongues. Because that gift builds you up. That gift strengthens you. That gift, it's actually a language to God in heaven. And it's like you're praising God, you're leading your life, and it's an awesome gift. If people ask me, is Isaac Zurich a charismatic church? I say, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 5. I would like every one of you speak in tongues. That's my answer. <laughs> Only if you speak in tongues, it doesn't mean you're a charismatic church. You can be a charismatic church and it's boring. You can be not even a charismatic church and it's boring too. The Spirit of God has nothing to do with charismatic or not charismatic. Some people believe in God the Father, in Jesus the Son, and in the Holy Bible. But where is the Holy Spirit? He is in me. It's not in heaven, it's in me. He strengthens me. He gives me the right connection with God. And living without the Holy Spirit is crazy. It's dangerous. It's actually stupid. Because it's there of force. It's nothing wrong if the Spirit of God builds you up. It's really, really nothing wrong. Our band is playing an amazing song about the dry bones. And there are moments in our lives, maybe you have areas in the family, financials, whatever, you feel like dry bones. And after the song, I would love to pray with you that the Spirit of God breathes life, or pneuma, rhoima, in your areas. And I believe right now that miracles takes place when we give the Holy Spirit enough room. He operates right now to the gifts and just think for a moment, is there any area in my life where it's dry? Dry bone means impossible. Dry bones are tried many times. But dry bones is a cry to God, give me the Holy Spirit, Father God, who enables me to be strong and connected with you.
Sometimes I wonder when everything fails and fades away, what does remain? Why do we come to this place from near and far? Because at the end of the day, there is nothing else that remains. What would it look like to face the consequences of something so radical? What would it actually look like to follow Jesus? Friendships may fail, heroes may fail, eventually riches turn worthless. He stirs a thirst for truth, compassion and love. Nothing that this earth could ever quench. What is it that we can truly build our lives and hope on? There is one thing and one thing only when it's all said and done. He alone is our solid rock, our center and our foundation.